Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Today I want to talk about something that um, many people probably have on their minds and in their hearts, but you know, there's a lot of conversations right now in this day and age about standing up for what you believe in. And uh, I think it's a time like never before where you stand up for what you believe in and Man, a lot of people will come up against you because of the agenda that the devil has to um, deceive our generation. And it's it, unfortunately, a lot of people are living in a place where they're completely deceived that even when truth and facts are presented, that um, you know that there's another agenda that's being believed. And so when it comes to, to things like that, you don't have to spend your life debating people online. Um, I highly suggest you don't spend your life debating people online. But um, you know, when when things come out uh, that are totally blatantly evil and against um, anything that we stand for as believers and ungodly, uh, sometimes it's easy to get caught up in those things and and just think and feel like you're just drowning in information and just drowning in. Um, you know, in this crazy things that have, you know, come out um, and think, man, where's God in all of this? But I want to remind you of a story that you've probably heard before, but um, I want to take you there where in the word we we can be encouraged by this person. But, um, you know, things, first of all, things do not catch God off guard. So everything that's going on right now, you know, God isn't, isn't surprised. You know, he told us in his word that, you know, as the, as this day approaches that we would see more evil things that that we would see, um, you know, wars and rumors of wars. That we would see, um, you know, these these kinds of things that we're now seeing in the world. And so, um, it just shows us that, that Jesus is coming back soon. That's a fact. Um, but uh, it, it shows us that you know we can put our whole trust in God, and He will supernaturally deliver us from any circumstance that comes our way, whether it be a virus, whether it be a, an evil person that's after us, or whether it be um, you know so, something crazy. Th- that, that just unprecedented thing, it doesn't matter. When we put our trust in God, when we put our faith in God, we can stand up in the face of all of that and know that God is always with us. And I want to remind you of this story, and it's in the book of Daniel, and it's the story of Daniel, but go to Daniel chapter 6. Um, if you have a minute, and I'm going to just paraphrase this uh, first part of the chapter for you. But basically, Daniel was, uh, he was one of the king's advisors, and he was an administrator to supervise the, the high officers and protect the king's interests. So he was a, he was high up in, um, in that nation, and he was, he was one of the king's advisors. So um, there was other people that knew Daniel, and they wanted his position because he was rising up to the top, and they knew that there was, there was no way he was going to make a mistake because he was a, he was a good man. And so they said, you know, this, there's only going to be one way that we can, we can trap Daniel, and it's if we make the king to make a law that would that would go against his religion and that's going to be the only way we can we can get him out of here so I'm going to pick up in verse six. It said, so the administrators and the high officers went to the king and said, long live King Darius. We are in a, we are all in agreement. We administrators, officials, high officers, advisors, and governors that the king should make a law that will be strictly enforced. Give orders that for the next 30 days, any person who prays to anyone divine or human, except to your majesty will be thrown into the den of lions. 
And now your majesty issue and sign this law so it cannot be changed, an official law of the Medes and Persians that cannot be revoked. So King Darius signed the law. Well, King Darius signed the law that basically you couldn't pray to anybody except for him, which, you know, it makes no sense, goes completely against the word of God. But these people kind of coerced him into making this a law. And obviously they were not good people. They were evil people with evil intentions. And, you know, I, I believe we're seeing the same thing today in our country. We're seeing that there's an agenda of wickedness. There's an agenda of ungodliness. There's an agenda of people who straight up worship Satan and are, are not uh, hiding that fact. And they are trying to control our nation and push us in a direction direction that's totally ungodly. And uh, and we see that they've attacked the church. And no matter where you stand on that, I can 100% tell you they've attacked the church because um, when you when you make a law or you try to enforce something that it can't, it, like about the, that the virus can only spread inside of churches. And so we need to shut down churches, but don't worry, the virus can't spread when you're, um, when you're pillaging and burning down buildings. And um, if you're supporting Black, Life, Black Lives Matter, you can't get the virus, even though you're in crowds of hundreds of thousands. But if you go to church with a few hundred people, you'll you'll get it, and then you'll spread it to everybody. And everyone that you hug after that day, you are literally just leaving a trail of bodies behind you. And you're such an evil person for doing that. You know, it's a complete attack against the against the gospel. And so. Um, this story has been brought up a lot in regards to this exact thing. And so I just wanted to go there and read it for myself. So, so he gets, so, so these evil men get the king to make this law. It says, but Daniel, when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with his windows open toward Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day, just as he had always done giving thanks to God. So, you know what? Daniel knew that this was happening. He knew there was a law set out that he could only pray to the king. But what did he do when he got home? He didn't change his he didn't change his mind. He didn't change his beliefs, and he didn't change what he knew to be one hundred percent right, which is that you only pray to God because God's the only real God. Is the only God that's going to hear you when you pray. And so he continued praying and giving thanks to God because when you know that God is real. It does not matter what goes on. You know, there are many, many countries that it is illegal to read the Bible. It's illegal to own a Bible. It's illegal to have church. It's Ill- you can you could be arrested. You get worse. Many worse things could happen to you um, for for being a believer in Jesus Christ. But you know what? We don't go by that law. We go by the what the Bible says. And so, even in the United States of America, when laws start coming that tell me I cannot um, go to church, I cannot sing in church. I cannot, you know, whatever it is, I can't, I can't forsake what the Bible says to go with man's law. I can't do it because this is, this is the story right here that shows me what God does when somebody says, you know what? Nope. I'm not going to go with man's laws. I'm going to go with God. And this is how God supernaturally protects when, when people put their trust in him. So we keep reading we keep reading on in verse verse 11, it says, then the officials went together to Daniel's house and found him praying and asking God for help. So they went straight to the king and reminded him about his law. Did you not sign a law for that? The next 30 days, any person who prays to anyone, divine or human, except to you, your majesty will be thrown into the den of lions. Yes, the king replied, that decision stands. It's an official law of the Medes and Persians that cannot be revoked. Then they told the king that 
That man, Daniel, one of your captives from Judah, is ignoring you and your law, and he still prays to his God three times a day. Hearing this, the king was deeply troubled, and he tried to think of a way to save Daniel. He spent the rest of the day looking for a way to get Daniel out of this predicament. In the evening, the men went together to the king and said, Your majesty, you know that according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, no law that the king signs can be changed. Verse 16, it says, So at last... The king gave orders for Daniel to be arrested and thrown into the den of lions. The king said to him, May your God, whom you serve so faithfully, rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den. The king sealed the stone with his own royal seal, so that the seal of nobles, so that no one could rescue Daniel. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night fasting. He refused his usual entertainment and couldn't sleep at all that night. Verse 19, very early the next morning, the king got up and hurried out to the lion's den. When he got there, he called out in anguish, Daniel, servant of the living God, was your God whom you serve so faithfully able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, long live the king. My God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouth so that they would not hurt me for I've been found innocent in his sight and I have not wronged you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed and ordered that Daniel be lifted from the den. Not a scratch was found on him for he had trusted in his God. You know, there's a lot of people, I think that this, uh, this American Christianity has lulled them to sleep. They don't believe in the power of God. They don't believe in supernatural protection. They don't believe that, uh, that, that God's healing power is still alive and active on this earth today. And that even if a plague wiped out 50% of the population, and that's not what we have happening in the world right now, we have a, a little sickness that 98.8% of people um, <laughs> get recovered from. So um, that's not what we're dealing with. But if there was such a virus that took out 50% of the population, I could actually put my trust in God's word and say, you know what? I am not going to be sick because Jesus paid for that on the cross. He paid, he took that sickness on his body for me so that I don't have to be sick. And so if I believe what the word says, you know, God's just looking for people who believe his word. So if I believe what the word says, God will supernaturally deliver me out of any situation out of any affliction from a headache to the lion's den. God is our deliverer. You know, the people of God don't have to fight for them. We don't have to fight to vindicate ourselves. God fights for us. Daniel could not have shut every lion's mouth in that, in that den, but God did it for him. He supernaturally sent angels to keep those lions like little cats and they didn't harm him because God supernaturally got involved in this situation. So if you're in a situation where you feel like you're, you're all alone, don't worry. God is on your side, but, but, but pray and get on your knees and say, God, get involved in my situation. I'm not going to do this by myself. I'm not going to try to vindicate myself. God, I want your supernatural help. I need your supernatural help. You know, Isaiah 54, 17, one of my favorite verses, it says, this is the uh, English standard version. No weapon that is fashioned against you shall succeed and you shall refute every tongue that rises against you in judgment. This is our heritage of the servants of the Lord and their vindication from me declares the Lord. So Daniel gave thanks to God. Daniel got on his knees. He heard there's this law that I can't, that I can't pray to God. What did he do? He went home, got on his knees and he, he started giving thanks to God. So how often, you know, do we turn from the problems that we see at hand and just get on our knees and start thanking God for who he is and for that he's on our side and that he's, he is the mighty God and that every knee will bow before him. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so that we, we don't have, we, the battle is, is the Lord's. 
We don't have to, we don't have to worry. The, the, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. So we don't, have to, we don't have to worry. When we put our trust in God and we take Him at His word, we don't have to fight for ourselves. We just have to stand up. You do have a job though. Your job is to stand up and your job is to stand on the word of God. And when these crazy, um, you know, doctrines come out and these crazy, um, you know, this fear that's tried to overtake people in our country right now, fear of death, fear of, um, you know, of this disease, fear of, uh, you know, all kinds of things, stirring up hate, stirring up violence and, and, and mostly, you know, really just getting people, um, completely, um, you know, just in fear, uh, the devil has a has a hold on people when they're in fear. If you can stay out of fear and, and you can stay w- in faith and you can stay knowing that God is your God and that he's good and that he's on your side, he, you will always stay on top. You will always stay in victory. So no weapon that's formed against you shall so prosper. No weapon that the devil uses to pro- put to to uh you know to come against you shall succeed. You know, when this first happened, I mean like many of us we heard about this this crazy disease that you know that that's coming from another part of the world and it's supposed to be horrible and we're going to we're going to see bodies in the streets and man it's going to be the worst thing we've ever experienced in our life. You know, like most of you, I think everybody had a moment where we we got we got in fear because we heard that this was coming, but you know it, it, it. I hope it didn't take long for you because I know it didn't take long that I realized. You know what? If the Bible says in Psalm ninety-one that 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 a thousand will fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand, but it shall not come near me, then I know that even if this is this this disease is coming, that it's not going to come near my house. That the plague, you know, it might pass, but it's going to pass. It's going to keep passing over because I have the blood. I have the blood of Jesus over me, and then just like when the Israelites. Put Put the blood of the lamb over their home and the death angel passed over them. This, whatever plague is coming, it's going to pass right over me because I don't just have the blood of a lamb. I have the blood of the lamb of Jesus Christ uh, who shed his blood for me that I would be protected from anything for this very thing, for this very time. The blood of Jesus is over me and over my family. And I imagine how my house has angels on the four corners of each side. And I imagine how my house is like painted in the blood of Jesus. And, 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 and it doesn't matter what kind of security system you have. When you have the blood of Jesus and you have the angels of God in front of your house, man, nobody's going to come and mess with you. But but do you believe that God is on your side? Do you believe that you have his supernatural help? You know, when times get tough, we see we see who are the people of God that really do stand on his word. And so I believe that you're, you are those people that are standing on God's word, that are not going to back down, that you're going to stand for the word of God, that you're going to stand for the body of Christ, that you're going to stand for um, the freedom that we have in Christ Jesus and the freedom that we have in this nation that was founded on godly principles. So I want to encourage you to take time and write down the things that you are thankful for that you have in Christ, you know, there's so much that we have to be thankful for in Christ, that we have access to his healing power, that we have the Holy Ghost living inside of us, that we have power and dominion on this earth, that we have the name of Jesus, we have authority over the devil, that we can come boldly before him. And so begin to write down those things. And I guarantee you, you're going to get, you're going to get a faith injection when you start to realize that you have everything you need for life and godliness. Actually, that's 
That's 2 Peter 1, 3. In the Passion Translation, it says, Everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by His divine power for all. This was lavished upon us through His through the rich experience of knowing Him. Who, of knowing him who has called us by name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. So everything we need is already on the inside of us by the Holy Ghost. So be encouraged today when you go out, when you stand up for the word of God, when you stand up for the things of God, that all of heaven is backing you. I love you. Jesus loves you. We'll see you soon.